I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. My heart's breaking today. These high COVID numbers uh, and the knowledge that many of them are coming from Utah County, a disproportionately high number of them coming from Utah County. That's too bad. I've got a good deal of family in Utah County. There's a special spot in my heart for that place. That's where I got my college degree. Uh, I love Utah County. And uh, and so today, as we over the past few days now are, are hearing numbers that are breaking records day after day uh, and much of it. Coming from Utah County, it, uh, it calls that all to my attention. And can I ask you a question? We've spent a lot of time on Utah County and these new high numbers over the course of today. There have been a few uh, suggestions thrown out on how to address it. The, the governor uh, made it known that he on Monday will be meeting with Unified Command to potentially uh, consider some of the tools which he has left in his arsenal. And, well, you know some of those, right? There is the possibility of a statewide mask mandate. There is uh, the possibility of rolling back the color-coded guidance. Uh, We could see businesses shut down. We could see a lot of uh, negative things happen. We could see, you know, very uh, understandably so, a return uh, to some of the more stressful scenarios which uh, we had to endure earlier this year. Uh, Hopefully it's not too late. Hopefully uh, you and I can change course. But uh, the, the attention right now... Uh, being paid in particular is on Utah County. There was a a conference call this morning. Uh, We have spoken to uh, a number of individuals who participated in that phone call, including uh, Orem City Mayor Richard Brunst. We spoke to Utah County Commissioner uh, Bill Lee. Interestingly, uh, Mayor Brunst, if you remember during our conversation, he put forth uh, a fascinating suggestion. And instead of uh, instead of like issuing citations uh, or you know condemning somehow those who are in violation, why not look at it uh, the other way around and sort out some sort of incentive program uh, so that folks might be incentivized uh, to comply? He suggested maybe uh, some gift cards, uh, stuff like that. Anyway, the the point of the conference call was uh, to get some conversation started, uh, to trade some information, and to make sure that everyone understood, uh, at least to the, the furthest extent possible, uh, what was going on, what the numbers looked like, and what the situation was. Uh, there was uh, a comment made during the, the, the conference call, which uh, indicated that uh, should uh, a mandate, a mask mandate, be uh, handed down uh, countywide, that there would be a, a reluctance to, to enforce that on the part of law enforcement. Uh, and joining me now to discuss that at greater length is uh, the Utah County Sheriff, Mike Smith. Sheriff, sir, how are you? Good. How are you doing? 
Uh, I'm well. I wish that we were speaking under different circumstances, uh, but uh, as it is, uh, we've got a pandemic on our hand. We've got some unanswered questions, and we've got to figure out how to solve it all. So uh, I'm sorry. Again, these are the conditions under which we're speaking, uh, but here we are nonetheless. Uh, talk, talk to me about your uh, your observations as you uh, participated in this conference call today. W- what did you learn, and uh, what are you willing to do about it? Well, you, you mentioned uh, Mayor Brunst, and there were a few others that brought up recommendations to um, to do something instead of using a stick, as it was put, to use a carrot. And um, those are the type of things that, that I think should happen. I think that uh, this pandemic is a community problem and should be solved as a community, coming together as a community to combat it. And uh, I, I think pulling out a stick and penalizing people for for not wearing a mask is um, some shaky ground to stand on. Could it be effective? Do, do you, is, it, is it a principle-based objection you have, or is it one based in uh, effectiveness? Well, I think it's all over the board. Um, I, I think that when you talk about what's effective and what's not effective, I don't think people know, and that's half the problem. That's what makes something like this so controversial, because, you know, you can you can have you know, talk to 10 medical professionals and get 10 different opinions on this subject. And I'm definitely not a medical professional. So, you know, I'm not going to weigh in very heavy on that. But uh, it's it's at least people confused as to what is effective and, and what's not effective. So I think that's where we are. And, you know, Utah County seems some um, a spike, but at the same time, we've also seen um, schools start back up and some schools of higher education start back up. And there's been a spike there. They're doing mandatory things in those institutions. Um, so mandatory face coverings are already in effect, and you're you're still seeing a spike happen. Right. Uh, I, it's unfair to speak in hypotheticals, but right now it's all we have uh, in terms of moving forward. The governor uh, earlier today, uh, upon the announcement of the new statewide positive case count of uh, 1,117, uh, a record high. Uh, he mentioned that on Monday he will be joining with members of uh, Unified Command where he will reanalyze uh, his use of uh, various tools that he has at his disposal. One of them may very well be a statewide mask mandate. Uh, would you, sir, direct uh, your deputies to, to enforce such a mandate uh, if it were to be made at the state level? No, I would not. Why not? Um, well, for one, when you're talking about a health order such as that, you're talking about a Class B misdemeanor that carries a fine of up to $1,000 and 180 days in jail. And I, I think when you look at these type of things, you can you can get on and do searches on this, and you'll find stories all day long where, you know, when we go back to when it was group gatherings, you know, we had in Utah County, you couldn't gather in a group of more than 10 people. Right. Um, so you you saw these mandates go out across the nation. You saw law enforcement officers um, enforcing these throughout the nation, and you also saw the the communities and the media itself come right back on these law enforcement officers and criticize them for doing what they were asked to by the politicians. And very, very, very rarely did you see a politician stand up and say, no, that's what we wanted. So I... The, there's there's a lot of things in the community that the police do. I don't think they are the answer to everything. 
Yeah, no, the, the the situation you describe is real, and it's a lose lose. And uh, you know, my heart goes out to you. Uh, I know it's a tough uh, position in which to find yourself. Uh, let me ask you this: on the flip side of the coin, there is uh, this uh, the idea that you mentioned. You phrased it this way to use uh, a carrot instead of a, a stick. Uh, I have uh, coincidentally the other day I saw this YouTube video, and it was a hot day somewhere in the south, and a, uh, a police officer pulls over someone out on the roadway, approaches the car, uh, rattles off some uh, some city statute and says, do you know that you're in violation of such and such statute? Uh, and the, the woman behind the wheel is like, oh, my gosh, uh, no, what, what's, what, what is that? And he says, well, it is for operating a motor vehicle on a hot day without an ice cream cone. He hands her an ice cream cone. It's a, you know, a, a happy uh, interaction, uh, a positive uh, interaction. Uh, and that is what is something similar uh, is what is proposed uh, by Mayor Brunst. Could, could you see uh, your deputies engaged in some sort of, uh, you know, praise and behavior of those found to be, uh, you know, abiding nicely by, by any uh, by mass guidelines? Absolutely. You know, I my stance on law enforcement is a complete community uh, community stance. They, you know, we're not effective without our community behind us, supporting us and trusting us. And we solve this as a team. And I would totally get behind community projects that we can do in a positive manner to get us through this crisis. I uh, am on board with that as well. And I'll tell you what, for whatever I, I can uh, help or whatever this radio program could do uh, to aid in your efforts on that front, please uh, consider me and uh, this program an ally in that. Uh, Sheriff Mike Smith has been my guest. Sir, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. Uh, and please pass along uh, my gratitude to your deputies. Thank you. Thank you very much. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a break here in a moment. When we return, we have a lot of ground to cover. There were some things I want to talk about earlier, uh, which I started ranting and raving about COVID and ran out of time. Uh, so I do want to give you an update on the situation with that movie, Cuties. Remember I got all excited about that movie, Cuties? Not, not excited in a good way, but in a I-cannot-believe-this-thing-exists type of way. And how dare these movie makers try to make money on the backs of this brand of exploitation? Well, it turns out I'm not alone, and there are a number of folks tuning out when it comes to Netflix. I'll share with you some of those numbers and what might be happening next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 